You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. The car feature. It is time for the car feature. I would like to find out from you. Are you a delivery rider or driver on a bike? I'd like to find out about your safety and your life on the road. What is it like? Give us a call. 11 883 SMS us 31702. Tweet at Rile M at Radio 702 using the hashtag 702 Afternoons and the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702 where you can send your message messages and your voice notes. So we're joined now by founder and chief instructor of the Motorcycle Safety Institute of South Africa, Hein Juncker. Hein, how are you doing? Excellent. And yourself, I am great. I am great. Awesome. Now, over the past two or so years, we saw a massive increase in the number of motorcycle delivery services and vehicles on our roads. Obviously, uh, with the pandemic and lockdowns, we're limiting how often we're leaving our houses. And while this has been so awesome and convenient uh, for, for, for those that are ordering, we are not actually cognizant of what that means for drivers on the road. Sure, yeah, definitely. We've seen an increase in uh, the demand for consumer deliveries like this in the last couple of months. Um, people don't go out and pick up the stuff or pick up their goods themselves. So they, it's even more convenient to make a phone call and get delivered to you. So what? Yes. Yeah, so what have you obs- observed? I mean, obviously, motorcycles are a lot cheaper than having motor vehicles on the road, and those uh, will usually be used for for bigger orders and bigger items. But the more common ones for things like food deliveries, especially, or even pharmacies have delivery uh, um, 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 bikes. Um, what have you observed, just in terms of what the industry is looking like at the moment? Well, right now, um, and I, no, nothing much has changed over the last couple of months. Um, you're still, you still, with an increase of these delivery riders uh, or the demand for their services, uh, so increase your risk. And uh, so nothing, nothing really has changed as far as that risk is concerned. It's still very much real. Um, uh, these guys are under tremendous amount of pressure to have these goods delivered on time. Um, so it's pressure from both the employer and the consumer. Yes. And that puts them puts them at risk uh, because they obviously want to go faster or when you get there quicker, uh, especially if especially if it's a, 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 something a medication or something like that. But um, that pressure is, is, is really no good because it's 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 like you have this this alien in your back seat um, haunting you to tell you to go faster because these goods need to be delivered. Um, and if they're not delivered on time or, or not set to the satisfaction of the consumer or the employer, uh, they face uh, penalties. Mm. Um, and, and most of these guys, they, they do this job purely just to provide for their families. Um, and also what we've seen is, is um, uh, on the rider parts, on the delivery rider parts, um, the, 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 I don't know, the whole viewpoints about their own safety and, and the decisions they make as far as taking risks, going faster, cutting through cars, uh, not riding with the uh, headlights on the motorcycle on, riding with the helmet halfway up the head, riding with insufficient riding gear or safety gear. All those things, um, you know, just uh, elevates the whole risk that they that they find themselves in on a daily basis. Mm. It's it's nothing has changed. It's it's still very much there and it's it's still a very big problem. 
So um, obviously with the different drivers that are out there, you have your businesses like it could be Bolt or, or Uber where there are driver partners. They're not actually employed by the company and you get the ones that are employed. Uh, um, I'm thinking things like uh, Checkers uh, 6060 um, and, you know, even the ones that are directly employed by the restaurants, I see Steers and McDonald's, they have those vehicles. Um, so what mm. would you say the difference is in terms of managing your own safety and being looked after by a company? Um, you know, first of all, like with every one of us, when you operate a vehicle on, on public roads, it's all about a mindset. If you, if, you, if you don't decide that you want to be safe, then you will not, and you will put yourself and other people at, at risk. Mm. Um, riders who are uh, contracted by uh, other in- entities, such as, for instance, Mr. D, uh, they are not employed by Mr. D. They are merely contractors. Yes. So they pay for their own bike's maintenance. The only thing that's branded is maybe the box, a sticker on the back of the box. So everything, they, they own the motorcycle and, and um, they have to pay for their own helmet, their own riding gear, uh, and so on. And, and, and that eats into their profit. Mm. And I can see why they cut, cut corners in, in, in most cases to maintain the motorcycle or, or um, uh, wear proper riding gear. As far as those guys who are employed, like checkers and debonairs um, and, and, and um, McDonald's and so on, these guys are... Um, encouraged by the employers to wear proper riding gear and that, that is supplied to them. The maintenance of the motorcycle is also not on them, it's on the employer or in, on the, on the um, franchise mm. owner. So uh, they are, I think, in, in better hands as far as, 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 as safety and, and, and a reduced risk is concerned. Um, particularly, I've seen with a Debonese, a, a franchise owner in uh, Mombela, I've trained uh, about 25 of them um, two years ago. And their senior person, um, Sammy, I've trained him as an instructor. And he continued training his people and new, uh, new staff arriving and doing deliveries. Of he trained them. He continued, that continued. And in two years, they haven't had a single incident. No injury, no motorcycle written off in mm. two years. So mm. that played off. They continued training by a proper instructor has definitely paid off in that area. And, and, and I feel that you know, if, if, number one, uh, the employers, the franchise owners could take training more seriously and invest into the, um, their riders, it definitely will help the bottom line. Um, and this franchise owner in Bombella saw that. And in two years, he didn't have to worry about repairing motorcycles or paying for medical bills or anything like that because the training paid off. Mm, mm. You know, and it also makes the riders more aware of the the risks that they take, the decisions they make to go faster, to cut between cars, to not ride with the headlights on, not to use the indicators, to wear the helmet halfway up the head, not to wear proper riding gear. Through the training, they are made aware of these risks. Mm. Now but- I know that a lot of these a lot of these um, outlets, like for instance um, Uber Eats. Uh, they have mobile apps. Mr. D, they have mobile apps. And uh, I wish that some of these would have a section in the mobile app where a safety tip for the week could be pushed through to the rider, for instance, mm. where they get um, made aware of these issues and safety tips and advice. And I'm sure that'll make big, a big difference, you know, um, to their riders. And it'll affect the bottom line in a good way. 
Just in terms of, I mean, I know that you also advocate for employers to do things like inspect the motorcycles regularly. Um, I mean, the responsibility in some of these companies will, will sit with the person that um, is a contractor or just a driver partner. Um, in terms of how that you see that being managed, what did you have in mind and how could also partners and businesses possibly subsidize things like medical and life insurance policies for riders? Because they really are in danger every single day. They're a bit more exposed than somebody that's just in a vehicle. You see, there are there are uh, platforms such as, I think, Excellent Angels um, that provide for a minimal fee. And I know that there are um, one particular organization that, we, that we've uh, partnered with as far as um, um, we call it a mission partner, people that believe in the same things that we do and, and we partner with that, that type of technology. Um, and under Guardian Angel, uh, it's, 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 it's a unit that you get on your motorcycle, but they're also going to offer um, that type of insurance to riders where uh, if you have involved in an accident, then immediately that's taken care of, you're taken to the hospital and also uh, they pay out an X amount depending on your premium a month and that's really a small amount, that premium, uh, to help and assist you with your medical bills um, or even a medical aftercare. So that's that's definitely an option. If people want to contact me, I can put them in contact with the guys from Guardian Angel where they can be helped in, in that way. Um, other Other things is to incentivize um, delivery riders that um, on on their safety and on the the um, self care as far as wearing the helmet properly, looking after your riding gear, to incentivize them in some way, you mm. know, to uh, award them or uh, reward them for for looking after their motorcycles well, uh, carrying the image of the brand that's sending them out on this delivery, carrying that image across, because I think in the end it really um, it all adds up. Um, we would love to take your calls and get your comments. O double one double eight three zero seven zero two on this conversation on the safety and life of delivery riders on their motorcycles. Maybe you are a driver or even a pedestrian who has a comment, or maybe there's something that you have observed. O seven two seven zero two one seven zero two. Send through your messages and your voice notes. Seven zero two. The car feature. And we continue. I'm so sorry. My mic was not on, so I was talking to myself. And we're continuing with our car feature for today. We're talking about the life and safety of a delivery rider, particularly those on motorcycles. So give us a call, 011-883-0702, or send us a WhatsApp, 072-702-1702. We'd love to hear your thoughts. We're in conversation with founder and chief instructor of the Motorcycle Safety Institute of South Africa, that is Hein Jonker. Hein, we have received uh, some voice notes and messages that I'm going to take us through. One says, my concern is at night, so many of these bikes, especially driver partner services, are not road worthy, especially taillights not working. I would say 80%. Um, is this something that you've observed, Hein? Uh, yes, of course. And um, you know, the reason behind that is because these guys have to pay for the maintenance of these motorcycles themselves. 
I don't think, um, uh, well, maybe most of them have not gone through a proper maybe business management course or, or, or um, um, a session like that where they need to see that the motorcycle, uh, its road, roadworthiness um, will eat into its profits and you need to maybe budget or put money aside to, to, to maintain these motorcycles. Otherwise, it'll affect his income. So, yeah, we've seen that plenty of times. When I've, I've seen riders on the freeway riding and his front brake levers hanging yes. off the handlebar. In other words, he has no front brake. It's only a rear brake that he has to rely on. Um, yeah, these bikes are not well looked after. All right, we've got a voice note. Good afternoon. Um, this is a great topic. One thing that I noticed a lot, um, I used to work at a motorcycle dealership and we went through training on helmet safety and the, the reasons for wearing a helmet. And a lot of the times the delivery riders, uh, I can almost say I've never ever seen one even strap up their helmet. And uh, I always indicate to them at robots if I receive a um, delivery myself, I will uh, tell the guys to strap their helmet up. If you come off a motorcycle, even going 15, 20 kilometers per hour, just coming out of a parking spot and someone hits you, you fall over without your strap on. There's literally no point in you wearing that helmet anymore. It, it, it becomes null and void. The helmet will be ripped straight off of your head and you'll hit the floor without a helmet on. Um, it's incredibly important and I don't think people uh, know, not know about it, but people don't, aren't aware of it as much. Yeah, that's a big one, Hein, that you've already touched yeah. on. I don't know if you want to reflect on that voice note. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the guys not tying the helmet up. I think it's they they sometimes such a rush, and then it, they create the habit of I'm in a rush. Let's just push the helmet on my head. Uh, it's too much trouble to strap it up. Mm-hmm. And then on the very very next bend, he loses control of the motorcycle, and then the helmet comes off, and the head is all that he has. Yes. Um, yeah. No. Um, a terrible decision that um, your head is the most important asset in your body so that helmet needs to be strapped up take that uh, five seconds just to do the strap and it'll definitely help you in the long run all right mervin in boxburg hi hi how are you doing we're good thanks and you very well mine will be very brief in terms of any employer that employs people performing duties they need to be registered with the work and compensation fund in south africa so that would mean if a driver is injured while performing duties, like doing a delivery, they get cover under the Work and Compensation Fund Act. All right, I think that's a that's a decent option. Hein, your thoughts there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely fully agree. Whether these employers or um, companies do that, that is a different question. Mm. Um, there's a WhatsApp that says, good afternoon. I was bumped by a motorcycle at the robot in William Nichols Street. Front brakes were not in good working order. No one wanted to take responsibility between the driver and the owner. I'm still stuck with the problem. This is Matthew Mulobeng in Stain City. Mm. Yeah, and that's why we never call it an accident. An accident means that neither party wants to be held accountable. Um, there's no such thing as an accident. Mm. It's either a crash or a collision. A crash yes. when you as a motorcycle crash into a stationary object or a collision when it's two moving objects. Uh, just, to, just to take uh, back on that previous notes where um, in Durban, a uh, delivery rider uh, performed duties for a big company here in Durban quite a few years ago, had a, 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 an accident on the, on the freeway 
and the family approached me to help with this uh, investigation and also uh, to compile a report. In the end, it was taken to courts. The company could not prove that they equipped this rider properly, apart from just looking at he's got a motorcycle license. They couldn't prove that they equipped the rider through proper rider training and supplied him with a proper personal protective gear. And the family sued the company for quite a large amount, and they lost. the company lost that court case. And very quickly after that, we saw an influx of companies sending their riders for training and uh, doing whatever they can to properly equip them for their own safety. Um, and, and I think companies need to take this a little bit more seriously, but I think the bigger the company, sometimes you, even those companies would find little loopholes um, to, to, to shy away from that kind of responsibility. All right, uh, one more voice note that we'll take. Nice topic. Uh, there's a problem in townships whereby there are drivers but they are independent they deliver for local outlets they do not have a proper gear they wear flip-flops they don't have a helmet whatsoever what needs to be done there windy pta Thank you so much for that voice note. And maybe, Hein, um, in closing, in responding to this voice note, you can also address the issue that should the law of, of um, requirements of safety gear for those on motorcycles be relooked because at this stage it is just a helmet? Yeah, at this stage it's just a helmet. Um, so in this country, unfortunately, you can ride butt naked on your bike with a helmet on your head only, and the only fine you will get is indecent in public. Mm. Uh, I do feel that the government can take this a little bit further for the safety of own people because in the end, when a motorcycle rider um, uh, is involved in a crash or a collision, uh, it involves quite a bit of uh, um, uh, service providers to sort this incident out. It holds traffic up. So in the end, in, it's not just the expense of this motorcycle that got damaged, but an expense of holding up traffic and deliveries. So the whole the picture gets a lot bigger. So I feel government can definitely take and 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 um bring in c- certain laws uh, or regulations to force a person to at least wear a certain amount of of clothing um, um or, or riding boots or gloves or a certain type of helmet that will reduce the the injuries um I think also clamp down more on on um, licensing in mm. this uh, in this country as far as people are getting licensed because uh, in certain countries in Africa, people can come here with their licenses from, from wherever in Africa. There they get licensed for a vehicle, and that includes car, taxi, uh, or, or a minibus, or, and a motorcycle. Hein, we're unfortunately going to have to leave it there because we've run out of, this t- uh, out of time. If you'd like to get more information on the Motorcycle Safety Institute of South Africa, head over to msi.org.za. And that is Hein Jonker, founder and chief instructor of the Motorcycle Safety Institute of South Africa.